MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to the debut of The Handle. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino. And you're like, I'm not Dave Ross. <laughs> I am not Dave Ross, in case you guys did not know. Femi and Bebefe pinch hitting for Dave Ross right now alongside Matt Brown, who will be in the normal seat here for the handle. Uh, some travel complications have uh, led to me to lead this thing off here, but I'm uh, absolutely thrilled to help kick off this new show here at the network. It'll be a lot of fun over these next few hours. You can tweet at us at VEASAN Live on Twitter. At Matt Brown M2 is where you can find Matt. For an hour, you can tweet at me. Then I'm going to shut my Twitter off uh, at 10 o'clock. But <laughs> you can tweet at Dave Ross at all times. He lives on there. But uh, how you doing, man? It's been a while since we've done doing something Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, this is some interesting stuff as we head into the offseason with the NFL. But mm-hmm. the greatest thing about these rest of country books is they will fire up NFL props and things that you yes. can bet on immediately. So it's good <laughs> that we'll still have football to talk. But yeah, I mean, look, I'm big golf better. So golf is, is fun this time mm-hmm. of year. I've got, uh, you know, some decent decent looks at some of the NBA stuff that's going on. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the non NFL season. Yes. What about you? You like in the, uh, I, you like in the non NFL? I love season? it. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Cause my brain, it's been able to reset and yeah. I don't have to worry about all of the NFL stuff. I mean, you know it. I mean, it's, NFL, it's, it's a grind. Yeah. It's a grind. You know? It's a grind, especially if you're taking it super seriously. I mean, trying to dig into all those different advanced statistics and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there's, new ones every single year yep. so now you're like adding these all right how's this going to get into my handicap how's this going to work so yeah it's a nice little break here no sure. it's a lot of fun here and the break is shorter now since the nfl season is one week later now march madness is coming up in about eight days but uh, we're going to talk a lot of hoops 
on today's show. Coming up, Jim Root, co-host of the Three Man Weave podcast, joins the program in 45 minutes. You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody better to break down college basketball on the penultimate day of the regular season. Jim will help us do that later on this hour. Rick Kamla, Sirius XM NBA host, also at Mad Dog Radio and the Better Network, checks in in 90 minutes talking all things NBA, including tonight's showdown between the 76ers and Bucks in Milwaukee. Jimmy Smith, host of Sirius XM's Unlocking the Cage and UFC Fight Camp, will come on at 11 a.m. West Coast time as he helps us break down UFC 285, the return to the octagon for John Bones Jones. He's taking on Cyril Ghosn in the heavyweight bout here. But let's get into the five. The high five is what we mm-hmm. call it here on the handle. The five events we're most excited for, the number one one that we came up with, John Jones, Cyril Gunn, heavyweight bite here in Vegas. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm trying to get a grasp on where I'm going to go with this mentally because mm-hmm. there is – so I'm – if you guys are, are new to me and whatever, I'm a longtime MMA guy, used to be an editor of an MMA magazine, did the pre-show for the UFC back in the day before they even had a television contract and things like that. And so I, I have these very fond memories of John Jones, right? Like <laughs> in John Jones peak and what John Jones is capable of and the things that he can do. And then I also have all the memories of John Jones looking like he was trying to basically self-sabotage his career and legacy and all yep. the things like that. And, and so I have these mixed emotions where it's like, I look and if there's anything about John Jones that can be pulled from those great days, then I think this could be a, pretty convincing win for him even though he is taking the step up to heavyweight this is something he had planned on doing was going to do all along as it was anyway but I I can't shake the fact that it's been three years since we've seen him it is a first fight in a new division and you know look he can tell us all the stuff we we want to hear but what's he been doing last three years do we know what what's his cardio look like what's been going on I mean listen the guy has had some demons that he's had to battle over the course of the years and did any of that stuff creep up over the last three years so there's just a lot of things that has have me really kind of wondering where this is going to end up. It's interesting because the market is starting to have interest mm-hmm. in John Jones minus 160, where it's open now up to minus 180 is the consensus number here. Clearly, the market has faith in John Jones, even though we haven't seen him yeah. for three years. Adding the weight, he comes from an athletic family, so I guess that's why you'd have the faith there. But it's a pretty big step up in class it against really John, is. who's technically sound. Yeah, it really is. And that's the thing is I think that I knew this number was going to drift, which is why I was kind of screaming, you know, if you did want John Jones, you need to go ahead and get him a little bit early because – the familiarity with the casual fan is they know the name John Jones, have no idea who Cyril Gunn is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like the persons, the people who are just dropping in for the fight today, they're never pushing the button for Cyril Gunn, ever. Like, that's just not going to happen. And I think that's, might get, by the time this thing actually happens, might be some real value on him. I think it's probably getting to that point as it is anyway. This is this is no slouch, right? I mean, this dude is legit and has real credentials and has some real bones. And and this is a guy that, yes, lost to Francis Ngannou, but outside of that has looked incredibly great, a very decorated Muay Thai career as well. And, you know, if we think about it, I mean, there's the athleticism thing is what you always hear about John Jones. But again, we're we're three years removed from seeing him in the cage. He's 35 years old at this point. He's put on weight. He's bigger. So will he be as explosive? Will he be as athletic? All the different things like that. We know what we haven't gone like, so we actually have mm-hmm. we we're passing up on on what we know proven commodity yep. in front of us for these like fond memories that we have in the past of of what John Jones at least was at, at some point in his career. So it, it's going to be a fascinating fight for sure. Yeah, we, we yeah we had Thomas uh, Thomas Gable at the Borgata in the last hour here. He was talking about how this could be a top five fight from a handle perspective. UFC 285 later tonight, so it's going to be a lot of fun later this evening. Let's get to the number two thing that we're excited mm. about, the Arnold Palmer Invitational there, where right now the leader, Kurt Kitayama, nine under, but the betting favorite right now on the in-game lines 
Xander Shoffley plus 650. Yeah, this is pretty amazing. This one is, look, I, I, I would have never in a million years, if you told me that John Rahm went out and shot seven under on day one, <laughs> And we're sitting here talking about him being, you know, several, several strokes off the lead, mm-hmm. you know, on a on a Saturday. But that's just, you know, listen, I was trying to explain this to someone. I had somebody and you know who you are out there who was coming at me going like, you just got to bet John Rom. Why do you not bet John Rom? It's the easy play. It's free money, you know, and all this stuff like that. And I'm like, because golf is very hard. Golf is hard. You can have it one if you've ever done it, which I do it very poorly. But if you if you if you have a good day, you can lose it. In the middle of a round, like like in these, even these pro guys can go out and have a great round, and mm-hmm. like something, something is just weird about their swing. Something is just a little off. Or Femi, you know this is is as well with golf. It is one of the things that you go out, and it's not like basketball, and it's not like a lot of these other sports. There can be an advantage in when you actually play, and all. That. It's not a, a level playing field, and I, I try mm-hmm. to tell people that as well. Like conditions change when you tee off, changes winds, rains, maybe uh, those things could possibly happen. Greens firm up. All these different things can go on throughout the course of a golf tournament. And so, yes, it's not a slam dunk that the short shot is going to win every single week. With that said, 12 to one Ram is right now the end game yeah. line. Are you interested? It's a little <laughs> now, now, now at double the price of what you could get him. Yes. Before the tournament started. Now that's a little bit interesting because he certainly yeah. could go out and go seven under again today. A hundred percent could mm-hmm. let's go over to the NBA as our mm-hmm. third most interesting thing that we were going to watch today. 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks, this clash of Eastern conference Titans here, a couple of MVP candidates and Joel Embiid on one side, Giannis Antetokounmpo on the other side, Milwaukee 16 game win streak here. How do you see this? That's out? why, that's why this is so interesting. And that's, <laughs> this is something we're going to be watching we're talking a 16 game win streak nuts in modern in modern nba which again is like that's why i'm glad you said nuts because that's the thing about this is player stars get sat like rest do everything they'll look at games and kind of punt off a game every now and then because ah, this game doesn't really matter let's make sure 16 games in the nba is completely wacky and what's that's done is pulled them into first place in the eastern conference this sixers team is five games Back, Chris Middleton, if you're wondering, not even on the injury report for the Bucks tonight. He did sit out last game. They're doing the load management thing with him as he comes off of injury. But you mentioned Joel Embiid. I have a ticket on him. I don't know if it's going to get there with the way that the guys in front of him are, are playing or at least the guys that he's right there with in, in the second place. I mean, guy hasn't scored fewer than 23 points in a game since December. Wow. You know, I mean, he's just been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, second right now in the MVP odds over at DraftKings. But you know, Jokic continues to do it every single night. Giannis is right there with him. And if the Bucks team continues this little the, the run that they're on, I think the maybe even that number on Giannis might be at least mm-hmm. pretty tempting. I know it's only 650-ish or something like that about right now, six and a half or seven. But boy, you got to wonder if if the Bucks continue to play like this, how much are these writers and voters and things like that going to say, wow, that's that's impressive. And Giannis had a lot to do with that. Especially tonight yeah. with it being a nationally televised mm-hmm. game, there could be a big, big push towards Giannis winning MVP. If he has another big game and extends that win streak to 17, that's the big NBA game. We also have a big college game in the big 12, Kansas and Texas Longhorns three point favorites total 149. Yeah. Kansas can enter this big 12 tournament as the top seed here. So this doesn't go, you know, anywhere as far as seeding. And this is, you know, even want to get your opinion on this because like the, I think the narrative that going into this game that I keep hearing from a lot of people is, well, what is the motivation for this team, you know, for, for Kansas? And I kind of go in the opposite direction that where I'm kind of, well, the motivation could be, it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to be the number one overall seed. I mean, like yeah, it, that, 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 it's not it, likely not to happen, but I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but you got to think that, that Bill Self's going to go in there and say, Hey, listen, yeah, I get it. We're the number one seed going in the tournament, but, but listen, 
we, we could, in theory, still be the number one overall seed in the entire field. And so mm-hmm. there is something to play for here. I, I think there's 100% something yeah. to play for, especially if Houston were to trip up in their conference mm-hmm. tournament or something like that. We know that Kansas is going to win the best conference in America if they also win the Big 12. Why wouldn't they have a better resume than what Houston's put together? That's what I, that's what I keep trying to say. Like, I hear a lot of people saying, like, ah, well, what's the motivation? Look, they know they're going to be the one seed heading into the terms it is anyway. Not, well, I, you know, a number one overall seed, and especially with a, a veteran coach who's going to go in there, and I can't imagine he is looking at this as anything other than why would we, why would we take a game, you know, yeah. take a game off? Why would we try and, you know, even slip at all to where we're heading into the most important stretch of the, this is what we played the whole year for <laughs> and to punt off a game. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty interesting that they're, it's opened, I think one, one and a half, something like that. Now that it's drifted on the uh, three, to three, yeah. three and a half, like I wonder if Kansas might be kind of the, the side here that has drifted almost a little bit too much on this sentiment that, ah, uh, well, you know, they're the one seed already in that tournament. At some point there yeah. has to be value here real quick to wrap up the top five, the high five, the sea dragons and the Vipers NFL's gone. <laughs> XFL is here. The sea dragons in Seattle, four point road favorite. Yeah, both of these teams are the 0-2 in the XFL so far. That said, if there are advanced statistics, actually, for the XFL, if you did not hey, know now. that, yeah, you can go out there. And and if you look, according to the advanced stats, the Sea Dragons actually have the best offense in all of the XFL, despite the fact that they have their 0-2 record right now. You've got Ben DiNucci. Everybody's familiar with Ben. You are certainly familiar yes. with with the Nooch, you uh-huh. know. But I mean, look, he's got a sixty five percent completion percentage. He's thrown for like four hundred and seventy eight yards. He's got some nice receivers and things on that team. I I wonder if uh, the old play tonight might be on the Seattle Sea Dragons. And of course, I do have a future on them as well. So maybe there we might, go. Yeah, my Seattle Sea Dragons. We'll see if they can go <laughs> ahead and get it done. On the other side, we want to hear from you guys. We'll get the viewers' voice, the poll. Let us know who you like in the UFC 285. Also, we'll talk some Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's getting going. The handle here from Circuit in downtown Las Vegas. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetRivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for hockey and NBA action. BetRivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. It's a whole new show. The Handle coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Matt Brown. I'm not Dave Ross. I'm Femi Abebefe. Mm-hmm. Dave Ross will be coming shortly. Uh, but we have the viewer's voice here, Matt. That We want mm-hmm. we tease it on the other side. We want to let the viewers know uh, or have their voices be heard on what they like in tonight's UFC 285 heavyweight bout. John Bones Jones, Cyril Gaon. It's going to be a lot of fun here in Las Vegas. And you can vote on this poll at VEASAN Live on Twitter. We want to hear from you guys. We're going to update this all throughout the show. So make sure your voice is heard. And the poll is pretty simple. Uh, it's who is going to win tonight and how between Jones and Gone and the options. Jones by finish, Jones decision, Gone finish or Gone decision. And right now leading the poll, Jones finish plus 240 with 34.9% of the vote. Makes, makes perfect sense. Like I said, I think that John Jones is going to end up being... Maybe a $2 favorite by the time this is all wow. said and done because every bit of casual money is going to come in on Jones. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten to a point now with sports betting being expanded as far as it has around the country where we're going to get so much of the casual money as opposed to like one of the things with here in, here in Vegas you would be able to get on big fight days would typically be a little bit of value, a little bit of value, not a ton, but a little bit of value 
on whatever the lesser name guy was going to be because someone, everyone flies into town. Oh, what's going on? I'm going to walk to the counter. I'm going to bet the guy I'm familiar with, right? Yeah. Like you were always going to be able to get a little bit of value. I do wonder now if we're going to get a shift because maybe some people are starting to figure that out. Maybe some people are getting a little sharper. Maybe some mm -hmm. people around the country are, are, you know, especially with the USC getting on, it's on television basically every single week at this point, maybe a yeah. little bit more familiar with stuff's going on. So I'm, I'll be interested over the next 18 months now that we have you know, all these massive states that are betting into the same pools and stuff to see how these odds move as we drift right into kind of that first bout of the evening. But uh, yeah, I think John Jones name value alone going to get him a ton of money today. Yeah. And I think the, the point that you brought up on if the, betting public is getting a little bit sharper, a little mm -hmm. bit smarter. That's a, a whole podcast yes. <laughs> that we could yes. have. But I think that's something to keep in mind when you're making, like, maybe the old school tricks don't work as yep. often as they used to mm -hmm. just because of, for VEASAN here, like, we put out information yeah. to help people become smarter, better. There's other networks as well that put out stuff that people are a little bit more hip to what's going mm -hmm. on versus the, the old school way of thinking things. Uh, right now in the Arnold Palmer Invitational, as we transition over to the PGA Tour, the final pairing, Kurt Kitayama, Jordan Spieth, they'll tee off at 1035. Kitayama leads the way, has a two-shot lead, nine under. Spieth is at seven under. Then you have Xander Shoffley and Corey Connors at six under. Davis Riley, Patrick Cantley, Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Thomas at five under here. But what are you kind of looking forward to seeing here in this third round of the API? Yeah, I mean, I look at, you can go over and there's a great, site out there and if you guys aren't already utilizing data golf you should because you can get kind of in-game going uh, in-game strokes gain numbers and things like that and i try to look for outliers and see if there's anything where either outliers to the positive where i can go against them and say a head-to-head -head or whatever it might be or outliers to the negative where it's like you know a guy like let's say like you said like a john rom who's now doubled the odds that he was whenever we kicked this thing off mm -hmm. is there something that he did extremely poorly or extremely you know that, that it, i feel is correctable or something like that and and see if there's anything that we can look at and so as you kind of dig through the stats you start to see some of these guys and one of the first things that you can really look at is the strokes gain putting in a round and if something is just off the charts good or off the charts bad there tends to be some regression one way or the other with all of that. And so like, that's kind of the very first place that I look like, you know, you can take a look in, in round two, Sai Thagala, for example, gained 4.92 strokes putting wow. in just in round two, you know, like that is just unsustainable. That's not going to happen again. Right. And so like, that's why he had a little bit of success that he had in that round because he just putted completely off the charts. Right. I mean, that was a full stroke better than the second guy in the entire tournament, you know? And so little things like that to look to kind of bet against someone. And it, of course, mm -hmm. if they putted just extremely poorly, then I can say, okay, listen, while they might not putt great, likely they're not going to putt extremely poorly. Yeah. Right. And so you can kind of say, okay, maybe there's some positive regression in there. Now, some of these guys ended up getting cut, but you look at a guy like Kyle Westmoreland yesterday who lost three and a half strokes to the field putting and now he goes out today and obviously some of that regression has come back around and Kyle Westmoreland actually is, is, is rocketing up the leaderboard. So that's different little things I think that we can look at here. But I mean, you, you mentioned John Rahm and, and I understand, you know, as we sit right now, he's six strokes off the, uh, off the lead, but man, a guy at 12 to one now at double the odds, it does make you wonder if you want to get a little bit of sprinkle in on him because a, another day of six under seven under is certainly within the range of outcomes for a John Rahm. And then if he's in the mix come Sunday there, he's going to make a lot of guys nervous. Yeah. Anybody, anybody, <laughs> anybody that's on that leaderboard in front of him, he's going to make a lot of guys nervous. That's for sure. Yeah. Rahm shot a 76 yesterday after a 65 
on Thursday. And it's hard to have the golf betting discussion without talking about John Rahm because mm-hmm. he's been kind of the, the sun, the galaxy, the stars yeah. so far this season on the PGA Tour. Already three victories here. His dominance, it almost feels like it provides so much value. And this doesn't have to just be an Arnold Palmer discussion. Yes. It could be later on forward as we approach the Masters mm-hmm. in about a month or so. It feels like there's going to be guys who are 20 to 1 or so that should maybe be 15 to 1 yeah. because Rom eats up so much of that probability. Now, I think that likely the number was probably right heading into this tournament, but a guy like Justin Thomas, a proven winner. I mean, a proven commodity yeah. on tour, multiple time winner. 30 it, the number it drifted to 30 to 1. Like on, on Justin Thomas, right? I mean, they it, like a 30 to 1 on Justin Thomas completely unheard of and you get you get numbers like that when you have guys that are just completely dominating like these guys are Thomas now 12 to one in this tournament live. Cause he did have a good round yesterday, but you, you take a look at stuff like that and you say, wow, I understand that the big three still have an incredible amount of win equity. The win equity in Rom and Scheffler and Rory, though yeah. Rory, I don't know if he's, it might be a big two as opposed to mm-hmm. a big three. Like, I, I mean, you know, listen, this guy has, has not gone out and really competed in some of these tournaments here lately. And, you know, maybe that's just course fit and different things like that. And we'll see how he, he, he uh, stands up over the next couple of weeks. But I look at those and yes, the win equity on those guys is so incredibly high. But as you mentioned, you are getting numbers on proven commodities. Again, multiple time winners, major winners, you know, whatever at, at numbers we've never seen before. And so, yes, I get it. Tempting to play the six to ones and the seven to ones on the Rory's and I mean, the Scheffler's and the, and the ROMs and stuff, but long-term you're just not going to make money doing that unless they go on this tiger-esque yeah. run that and, and, he, and he very well might. I mean, he's the best player in the world and, and, and all that. And like, but you're just not going to make money betting that in the long term. Yeah. And it feels like there's gonna be so much pressure on Rom every single time he steps onto the course. Cause it's like, Hey, you're the favorite and you've been dominating. Can you go ahead and do it? And when we get to Augusta next month, can he perform under that pressure that remains to be seen? Uh, Rom, uh, a one-time major winner, winning the U.S. Open a couple years ago at Pebble Beach there. So do you have, when you approach in-game golf betting, because mm-hmm. it's something that I think that would be advantageous for the viewers to kind yeah. of get a peek about, do you kind of have a line of de- demarcation? Once you get to about the third round, it's like, okay, guys at four under or better, that's where the winner is going to come from. Or is it kind of varies from tournament yeah. to tournament? No, no, you're, you're right. Like, I don't want guys that, so heading into a Saturday, I don't want guys that are, more than let's call it like six strokes off the lead. Cause mm-hmm. let's say the guys at the top kind of like put it in neutral. If your guy can shoot four under and now he's only two strokes, three strokes off heading into that final yeah. round where I think your ticket then at the, you have some equity in that and you're certainly live, but you know, I it's, it's tempting with massive numbers on these guys. And, and, and once you get even, a, even one stroke, you have to understand like one stroke over the course of two rounds of golf is just incredibly hard to make up. Right. And so like you, I say six is kind of my cutoff. I would prefer it to be more in the four or five range. It would depend on the yeah. player, right? Like a ROM, I would easily take it six strokes off because it's wrong, you know, but most guys, I'm not going, not going to do that. And so I'm certainly looking for guys kind of more in the four to five range and six, if they're a super, super low scorer, if it's a guy that I know can go just incredibly low and get himself in a contention on a Sunday, but don't, that is one of the things you cannot do is just bet a guy for the sake of betting. Like it's, it's easy in golf, right? Like you start spraying outrights and next thing you know, you've got 12 outrights on your card. And it's almost impossible to make up your like original stake with how many things you've got going on. So you can't just start spraying bets and things everywhere. So do have to go in with a plan. Like I said, my plan is typically four or five off six. If it's a 
known like guy that can can go low in any single round. Like some of these guys are more grinders. Like I would never do that on Matt Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is a grinder, right? He's a dude yeah. that his best rounds are typically those three and four unders on hard courses, and that's just kind of his ceiling. But Aram, we already saw it, seven under on day one with this one. So we kind of know what that ceiling is. Yeah, Rom and Fowler are about to tee off here. Nine to 25 was their tee off time. Uh, Rom six back at 12 to one. You mentioned he is someone that might be tempting to add. Anybody mm-hmm. else? I know you talked about Westmoreland. Is there anyone else that kind of fits under that positive regression category? Yeah, Cam Young had a really bad two holes yesterday. And I don't know if that's necessarily an outright bet on him, but maybe, I mean, look, that's the awesome thing about rest of country books out there. I mean, you can bet live top fives, top tens, top 20s, things like that. Uh, it, it really, Cam Young was right there in the in the heat of everything, had a bad couple holes to end the day, blew up a little bit. I still think he's really good course fit for here. So even a plus 180 on a top 10, I think is interesting. Awesome. If you like Matt's golf analysis, make sure you check out the Long Shots podcast. Get that wherever you get your podcast. He's into the golf. He's also into the NFL draft betting. We're going to talk about that on the other side. This is The Handle on Visa the Sports Betting Network. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today to get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Hell of a deal. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our Big Dance Bracket and Betting Guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 2588 Canadian. There we go. 2588 Canadian. So you're getting a deal here, folks. Yes. So Selection Sunday, eight days away. You know what to do. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, Hell of a deal to get you right for March Madness. Uh, You excited for that, by the way? That's it's it's coming up, man. It's one of the best times of the year. It is. Like I have to kind of do a I have to do a crash course because with the way that the way that our seasons yeah the way that our seasons (laughs) overlap and where I have to kind of like put in my efforts and stuff like college basketball always kind of gets pushed to the side a little bit Uh and so like yeah crash course coming in. Coming in hot, but it's gonna it's gonna be it's one of the best times, especially here in Vegas. It's just like you yeah. know, everybody makes their trips out here. That there's those first two days are just absolutely crazy. And if you've never experienced a live March Madness in Vegas, I highly highly recommend it. You'll be sitting out here and you'll have absolutely no idea why the crowd just goes crazy out of nowhere. And you realize that it's like one team made it to 10 points because of yes. that race to 10. Yep. And like, you're sitting there like, why is that guy just jumped out of his seat? Like, that makes no sense whatsoever. Yes, and it's the like, he's like, out. I had the day, you know, whatever. It's like, they're, they're betting these things. That you have no idea what's going on. There's five different games. It's amazing. It's a hell of a time. And we might get it two weekends back to back. Cause now the sweet 16 yeah. and the Elena are, are also here in Vegas this year. So a lot of fun on the horizon here in Vegas with March madness coming up here. Also a lot of fun with the NFL draft is coming up. It's going to be in Kansas city this year, no longer in Vegas. Vegas was last year. We had a great time with that. It's going to be in Kansas city late April, the NFL's annual selection committee uh, meeting. And today, today and this weekend, we've had the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis. Today's the big day. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends will be performing out there on the field during their workouts. And the number one overall pick has been the big discussion because first of all, the Chicago bears have it. We don't think they're going to pick number one overall. <laughs> Crazier things have happened, <laughs> right. but I think the common common belief is that the Bears will trade that pick to somebody. So it adds a little intrigue to this market here. 
And before we get into who we think could be the number one overall pick, do you put any stock into kind of the buzz that will eventually come out after today's workouts? Yeah, I mean, well, I, it's already coming through. Bryce Young comes in at officially 5-10 and 1-8. <laughs> was it? Was it? Yep. What it was? 5 5-10 and 1-8. So that's going to be the talking point for the next two weeks. Like, you know, <laughs> as he's 5-10 and an 8 with all that. I mean, listen, I think some of these dudes can certainly maybe move up a few spots here and there with kind of outlier performances. I mean, the the dude that ran the the four four nine at two hundred and eighty two pounds the Ridiculous. other day. I mean like two hundred and eighty two pound human being ran a four four nine. You remember when fifteen years ago we would be looking at this and a, if a running back ran a four four we'd be like, oh that's a fact that's yep. fast. Like, oh, he's gonna have great two hundred and eighty two pounds this guy's running four four nines and things like that. Like I think that can certainly you know, he was already, you know, a highly, highly touted prospect as well. Anyway, but I think that could probably move him up a few different slots. So I do take those the outlier performances into account. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of the other stuff, I'm, I do think there's a lot of just helium involved. This guy's like, uh, you know, you got to write articles and you got to, you know, you know, get yeah. the clicks and the things and yeah. the stuff like that. Content machine yeah. needs to be fed. <laughs> yeah. So. so he, so, and then Richardson does come in at 6'4, 244. He's a house. Yes. 6'4, <laughs> 244. It's you see the juxtaposition of Bryce Young and then Anthony Richardson. It's like how the hell did these guys play the same position? <laughs> I know, I know, and, and, and very well. You know, like yeah. and of course, and one maybe even better than the other. But yeah, it's it's super super interesting here, and I, I'm with you. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense for the Bears to hold on to this pick unless they really and truly are over Justin Fields. And like you know, the thing that I and I know you uh, talk the NFL NFL year round. I mean, the thing about fields is if you look at the stats and everyone would go like, yeah, but Chicago's offense got better. And you just assume that Justin Fields got better. The play calling got better. They, they mm -hmm. went to his skill set more. They were allowing him to run the ball more, but if you look at his throwing numbers, they didn't get any better. It was just the mm -hmm. overall play calling kind of adjusting to his skill set a little bit more, but his, his advanced statistics specifically, and certainly just the, the raw data as well for the throwing. So, I mean, if the bears did decide Bryce Young is a once in a lifetime, whatever, you know, if, yeah. if, if that's what they are convinced of, then they should move on. But like, yeah. you know, I mean, this, cause again, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for the Texans not to have just lost the game, you know, it I mean, still makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. So, not, so, I mean, this was a once, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. If you honestly believe that that's the guy that can change your franchise for the next decade. I just don't know if they believe that or not. Yeah, that remains to be seen. Yeah. I mean, it's only the Bears who know that, and they've been fielding calls. I know they've been putting their feelers out there to try to drum up some sort of a market mm -hmm. for that top pick. I would assume that it gets traded. We'll see what happens. Who ends up being the team that selects overall? Yeah. That, that remains to be seen. But with the workouts today, it'll be Stroud, Richardson, and Levis who throw. Bryce Young's going to wait for the pro day at Alabama to do his throwing. It's a chance, I think, for one of those guys, one of those three guys to maybe have their price shortened in the number one overall mm -hmm. pick market. Because if CJ Stroud is dropping dime passes, hitting guys in stride, maybe people will start to mm -hmm. get excited about him. If Richardson starts doing that, you can really see people get excited yes. about him because of his physical and athletic profile. Or even Will Levis, who's at nine to one to be the number one overall pick. Would you bet on somebody right now before they actually take the field and do their workout in anticipation that maybe they light the world on fire and have Lucas oil stadium buzzing. I, it, at this point, I think the value has been sucked out of Anthony Richardson, which is, you know, a little bit of a shame. If you guys have not been following this process, I mean, he, he has just plummeted. I mean, these odds yeah. were like 50, 60 to one for him to go number one overall now sitting five to one as we're, as we're uh, talking about this here. I mean, Oh, it's already, since we made the graphic, it's dropped. Yeah. yeah <laughs> since, since we made the graphic, it's dropped. He's five to one currently at DraftKings to go number one 
overall, it's probably because he came out at 6'4", 244. And everyone's like, oh, i got to bet this guy, 6'4", 244. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, Anthony Richardson would have been the guy because, again, it's we know what, what you get in this guy. The floor, extremely low. The ceiling could be one of the highest we've seen in, in quite a while, right? Yeah. And so it's... It's going to be very tempting, as you mentioned, if he goes out here and kind of lights it up in this workout and people go, oh, okay. So maybe it was this or that when he was in college, maybe whatever, blah, but we get a hold of him because you know these GMs. Talk but to we get a hold of him. Yeah, like they all, they all think they're the best. I mean, they all think that they're going to be able to take a guy and turn him in to, to the next Hall of Famer. And so like, but we get a hold of him and he's going to be this guy. So like, I do think that Richardson would have been that guy. Levis to me just feels like the guy that is going to be taken when he's just the last one left. I, I used to think that Levis had a real chance to go number one overall, yeah. but the season the season that Young had, the season that Stroud had, the upside now uh, of Richardson and all that, I just kind of feel like Levis will be, I think he could be a very fine pro. It's just, he'll be the guy that's taken last. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of the mindset. <laughs> I have a little bit of Levis. I have some Richardson as well to go number one overall. Yeah. But, and like, honestly, both of those bets were just, all right, speculation. And also we have a quarterback in Bryce Young who's a physical outlier. Yep. As, as talented as he is on the field, We've never really seen a quarterback of his frame. We've seen the weight and the height, but that frame is a little bit different than the other quarterbacks that we've had in the NFL. So I was like, hey, maybe he's a little bit vulnerable yeah. to go number one overall. Yeah, I've got a 40 to one on Levis like that there I had go. before the before the season started. And look, I would love him to go number one overall. That would be yeah. great. But um, but I kind of just wanted to get myself in a position, which I actually did now, which was good. I wanted to have a guy who played himself at least into the conversation where I have a super long ticket. And then now I kind of like I was all I was able to almost just guarantee a profit for me young was still at plus 275 whenever i kind of took a piece of him and then stroud was still like kind of at nine to one when i took a piece of him the only thing i don't have is anthony richardson which is scary to me because i think that he actually can you know end up being that dude with the right workouts and all that i I guess my question to you is you know you look at young at minus 190 yep is 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 any team that's trading up not trading up to get a Bryce Young, I mean, because I guess my my question becomes like, if you're sitting, you know, so let's say Colts four or something like, that, like, if you want Stroud or if you want Richardson, are you are you kind of guessing they're, they're going to be there? You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. it's like it almost feels to me where if you're trading up to that one, aren't you trading up to get Young because you're very scared he's not going to be and, with, and there with you? And I think that's what this whole purpose of the combine yeah. is that teams are kind of gauging how other teams mm-hmm. feel about these guys. Like, oh, how do you have these guys stacked up? How do you have these guys stacked up? Because you almost have to scout and evaluate the other teams and what they like mm-hmm. as well, in addition to what you're doing your own work. And I think if you're going to trade up, it'd probably be for the sure thing, quote mm-hmm. unquote, because right. nobody's a sure thing, but that's probably the safest option in Bryce Young, just given that we've seen him perform at a high level at the highest of levels in the SEC there. Yeah. But I can still see somebody falling in love with Richardson's skill set yep. and just saying, hey, you know what? We're going to put our jobs on the line. We're going to give up the resources, and we're going to get the guy that we feel like can become one of these Mahomes or Allen type right. of guys just because he has that physical profile. He hasn't shown anywhere near that mm-hmm. in terms of what yep. he's done on the football field, but he at least maybe has the upside to do that. And 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 listen, a team – I think a team – you know, you look at these teams like even Chicago at one and then, and then Houston at two – you're not winning anytime soon. Nope. So taking a roll of the dice on an Anthony Richardson isn't the craziest thing in the world because you're not winning in year one. You're not winning probably in year two as it is anyway. So like you're hoping to hit 
that ceiling on him in year three when possibly a team like the Bears spends all that money and brings in, yeah, they got all the salary cap stuff. So being able to bring some pieces around. So I, I'm with you. Like, it seems like Richardson, the the movement on him is, is valid. Yeah, because if it's not young going number one overall, I feel like it's Richardson. Yeah, yeah. And maybe we're disrespecting C.J. Stroud. Mm. He says he's the best football player <laughs> in college football, but that remains to be seen what we see in the NFL draft. Coming up next, Jim Root of the three-man weave helping us break down college hoops. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for hockey and NBA action. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is The Handle coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe in for Dave Ross. Matt Brown hanging out here. Speaking of some college hoops, how about the Aggies? AM up 28 mm-hmm. 15 against number two Alabama at the under four timeout in the first half. We'll be keeping our eyes on that game. Maybe a second half play is in line for that game in the SEC. But to help us handicap the penultimate day of the regular season of college basketball, nobody better that we can call than our buddy Jim Root of the Three Man We podcast over at the Action Network. Jim, long time no see. Hope all is well. I'm sure you're busy this time of the year with Selection Sunday just eight days away. So let's get into the card here for Saturday. Wake Forest and Syracuse is a game that I know that you like here. Right now, the Orange one-point favorites, total 156.5. What stands out to you in this contest? Uh, Stands out is Syracuse has just completely quit on playing defense over the past couple of weeks. That has been uh, really, really egregious. They've given up at least 1.25 points per possession over the last four games. They seem lost. The zone gives up wide open three after wide open three. Wake Forest is a great shooting team. They are missing their best shooter, Damari Monsanto. He's out with an injury. Uh, But Wake Forest has been efficient against man, against zone. Anything Syracuse is going to throw at them. Uh, I think you could you could do well with the over here, but I like Wake Forest even more. I know this has flipped a little bit. It seems like the market prefers the orange. I, I think this is kind of a, a quit scenario with Syracuse, the way they've defended over the past couple of weeks. I'm I'm riding with the Demon Deacons on the road there in the Carrier Dome. Jim, I want to uh, kind of piggyback off something Femi mentioned at the uh, intro of all of this. Just kind of the in-game strategy of betting college basketball, you personally, one, do you do a lot of in-game betting? And if so, what are you kind of looking for? What's triggering you to get in on a team in-game? I don't do a ton of it. Um, sometimes it, it's just, I, I prefer to be watching something I'm doing in-game and, and you know, there's a, there's a lot going on. Uh, but I'm looking <laughs> for, if if I'm seeing a team missing a lot of open shots and the, the, the quality of the shot they're getting is still really good, then that that could be somebody I'd buy in on. And quite honestly, you mentioned the this this Alabama Texas A and M game. Alabama's one for fifteen from three. They're getting good <laughs> shooters in in pretty solid spots right now. And I I feel like they're going to start making them. And it, this has kind of been their thing since the the whole Miller news went out. They've been a horrible first half team. Gotten down to uh, South Carolina, to Arkansas, to Auburn, and then they've come back and won all those games. So I, I am definitely keeping an eye on the tide here as a potential buy low. Um, Texas A&M's got a really great game plan right now. They're slowing it down and forcing them to go over the top, but I just can't anticipate the tide being this cold for the rest of the game, given the nature of the shots they're getting. Yeah, Alabama right now over at DraftKings, nine and a half on the end game, total Ooh. 139 and a half. They're, they're plus 420 on the money line if you believe they can come back and win this game here. That nine and a half, that's interesting to you there, Jim? You like that? That's, uh, that's tantalizing? 
Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think they're going to get run out. But man, look, they've they've done it before. Look at the at Oklahoma game about a month ago. They lost by, I think, 30, just never even got off the private plane that they took over there. So we'll see <laughs> if they're able to, to, to handle this one. But I'm telling you, the eye test tells me they're getting better shots than one for 15. We're going to have to make us a, a bet here on my, the break my, there. Might need to. Might need to. Well, the, the, the game is back now, so we might have to wait for the second <laughs> half here. But I uh, might have to uh, get a little in-game action. And we're speaking with Jim Root of the Three Man We Podcast, also of the Action Network, breaking down all things college basketball. Let's go over to the Big 12, though, Jim. TCU, Oklahoma, Horn Frogs, two-point favorites on the road. Total 144.5. We've seen some movement toward the over in the last five minutes or so here. But uh, on the side, what do you like? Yeah, I like TCU, another road team, kind of like Wake Forest there at the start. This is just a team I believe is better than they're getting valued right now. Uh, the games they've played without Mike Miles have been rough, to say the least, but he's back in there. And, and honestly, they won with him putting up a clunker this week. They beat Texas and kind of controlled that game the whole way. He had one point, did not make a shot from the field. He's kind of the, the key initiator of everything that they do, the transition attack, getting that going off of missed shots. And he's their best downhill driver and best perimeter shooter. With them still showing a strong performance without him playing well, I think we see a much better performance from them. And the first time they played Oklahoma was before Miles got hurt. They beat him by 27. It was not even close. Uh, I could see them doing something similar here, bullying them into paint. Uh, a lot of cutting they do that can kind of unlock the Porter Moser defense for the Sooners. I like TCU there, just a team I believe is still a little bit undervalued in the market. Jim, as people make their transition off of their their football season here and they come in and start betting college basketball, maybe a couple of teams that aren't necessarily household names in Western Kentucky and North Texas, this one right now. North Texas, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, about 125, 125-and-a-half out there in the market. You like the dog here? Yeah, this is a real spot one for me. I love North Texas. I, I do not make a living betting against Grant McCaslin and his mean green here, but they are locked into the two seed in the uh, Conference USA tournament. They cannot go up. They cannot go down, no matter what they do here. And they're probably not close enough to make a real at-large push. So this game isn't some major incentive for them. And Western Kentucky is awesome as a dog. Since Rick Stansbury got there, they're 42-26 and 26 against the spread as an underdog. That's just a talented team that plays up against better competition. So you give me that combined with a, a mean green team that plays slow, isn't really that incentivized to run away and hide in this game. I think the Hilltoppers hang around on the road, keep that within single digits the whole way. Let's go over to the Big East here. St. John's and Marquette tip off in about over an hour. The Golden Eagles, 11 and a half point home favorites. The total is up to 162, opened 157 and a half. I know you like the over. Is there still any value in over 162? Or is it this, this point you kind of got to wait and maybe play the other side and look to go under and try to uh, middle this game here? And I, I still kind of like the over. Uh, yeah, I talked about this with with Mr. Humans and Wes Reynolds last night on on Veasan for the Circa contest. Took this. Oh, one so that's over. why it moved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> are, and it's not my best bet. I can't win a best bet, but the, the other ones I do okay on here. Uh, big time track meet between these two. The first game, 180 points, 77 possessions. There's a little bit of concern spot wise where Marquette's fully clinched the Big East. Maybe they go deeper in their rotation and they're not playing their ace offensive players constantly but man they like to run st john's absolutely loves to run so i think the pace is going to be there as long as we don't get some crazy ice cold shooting night like uh, or day like alabama's putting out there right now i think there's plenty of points in that one and and maybe even still a little bit of value at that 161 and a half since we 
Since we brought it up, they've missed another three. So uh, there we go. <laughs> Listen, there's going to be some value. Eventually, these things are going to start going down. UNLV and Nevada right now. Nevada, a eight and a half point home favorite here over UNLV. 142 and a half is the total. Another one where you're looking at the dog. Yeah, another dog, another road dog here. Uh, humans did everything he could to try to talk me off this. He's like, have you seen UNLV? <laughs> They're terrible. This team is awful. They just got blown out by Utah State at home. I acknowledge that. I do think that helps kind of lock them in for this one. Uh, it, it, they got embarrassed. They got undressed. Now they've got a huge rivalry game with Nevada. Means a lot to them. I don't think they're going to have any sort of lackadaisical effort like they had midweek. Uh, they did get Luis Rodriguez back, a valuable defensive piece. Did not show against Utah State. They got kind of run out of the gym on that end of the floor. But I think they compete here. And Kevin Kruger is 3-0 against the spread and straight up against Nevada since he arrived at UNLV. Maybe has their number a little bit. That's just too many points for a big rivalry game between those two. Jim, we got a couple minutes left here. I want to kind of preview next week because conference championship week officially kicked off this week, but the major conference tournaments get going next week. Is there a tournament next week that you are itching to bet, whether it be a future or a team that you want to go Moneyline rollover parlay with? Is, is there a tournament that you've kind of identified that you're really interested in next week? Yeah, I've actually already bet one. There were a couple of early lines out um, on the ACC. I took Duke plus 550. I think it's down to more plus 500, even plus 400 in some places. Their seeding's not going to be ideal. They're probably going to be the, the four or the five seed, but uh, I think they're going to have the double buy. Then I have to play more than three games in three days. They're now the best ranked team at Ken Palm, and I think they're trending way up. The talent is starting to play really, really well. I don't know what happens with this weekend game against UNC. I'm not betting that one, but I think Duke has a real opportunity to go on a run there. They've typically been better in the ACC tournament than they've been in the regular season. Now there's a coaching change there. Perhaps Shire's going to have things geared a little differently without uh, Coach K in charge. But just given their talent level, the weakness of the teams at the top, Miami, Pitt, Virginia looks really bad right now. I'm not scared of those teams. I think Duke is, is fully capable of going on a run there in the ACC tournament. All right, Jim, we got about 30 seconds here real quick. What team do you have your eye on as we head into the actual main big tournament, the big dance? What's the team that's your secret play that could actually take it down? Yeah, I think Houston and UCLA are my top two favorites, but TCU is the one I'm just really, really big on. I talked about a little bit earlier with that game at Oklahoma, but they've got awesome guards. They've got relentless athletes up and down the lineup. They're physical. They play defense. They just can't shoot very well, so we're going to need a couple of threes to go down. But I think TCU can absolutely make a run out of like the four or the five seed line where they're going to end up. He is Jim Root of the Three Man Weave Podcast, also the Action Network. Check out all his college basketball work. Does a great job, Jim. We appreciate the time during this busy season. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Enjoy the Saturday, guys. All right. We begin hour number two on the other side. This is The Handle. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.